0: You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows, like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation.
1: What the goddamn fucking shit was this movie? It's already a no-bag. This is horrible. Songbird. Why is it called Songbird? Jesus Christ. Eric, how the hell are you doing? The privilege of having the
0: unique show where you react to it moments after you watch it is something i think that everyone is going to be excited to hear this is uh uh, doesn't happen too often actually did you
1: just get done like did you watch it today yeah i know i just got done about uh behind the scenes this got done an hour before we are recording this episode and you wanted to uh, get my raw opinion Because usually I watch a movie once or twice, do a lot of research on it. You wanted my raw opinion, and you just got it right there, folks, right off the bat. Like, this movie's garbage. This is probably one of the worst films. This probably will be nominated for worst film of the year.
0: I am glad we're doing this movie and not Stowaway, then. Because I I would think that you would uh, have stronger opinions about that one versus this one. But... Well, let's talk about it. Uh, Songbird. Why is it called Songbird? Who the hell fuck knows? By the year 2024, the COVID-19 virus has mutated into COVID-23, and the world is in its fourth pandemic year. Um, the United States are required to take uh, temperature checks on their cell phones daily. Uh, those infected with COVID-23 are taken from their homes, Gestapo-style, and forced into quarantine camps known as Q-Zones. So we have a bit of, I, I, I guess, um, political porn here for, for some people where the extreme case of quarantine is that America is not only on lockdown, but actually Nazi Germany.
1: I didn't, I didn't get any of that at all. I didn't, I, there, there is no – one of the things that I saw online is that critics have said this is fear-mongering propaganda. I don't agree with that at all. And I don't agree with your comment on the Nazi Germany thing. This is exact. this is just like I said in that one episode a few weeks ago. It's like that little Nas X video. How stupid and offensive could we be with no fucking thought? <laughs> like, that's exactly what this is. It's like, oh, well, there's gonna be Q zones. And yeah, because I can I can see why this movie shit. It's produced by Michael Bay. <laughs> that's
0: something uh, that maybe I should have researched before watching this but the story is Nico is a motorbike courier with immunity apparently we're in the middle of the pandemic and there are people who are immune not only are they immune but they are branded as such they have a bracelet that tells them that they are kind of an opposite uh, Jewish star if you will if I'm gonna okay maybe I shouldn't keep on making no. the, the analogy of nothing because,
1: because because it's not that intelligent Eric it's not that smart they did not think of that. OK, There's no way. The, the writers do not think of a reversal of a Jewish star. They're not that clever. Sure.
0: Uh, we're in a world, though, where he is a courier because everyone is completely confined to their homes or whatever they're at, whether it be a hotel, motel, holiday inn. And the only way to get anything from one place to another is through couriers. And one such is run by uh, Greg Robinson.
1: Such a paycheck movie. It is for Demi Moore and Craig Robinson.
0: Bradley and Whitford? They're... You have some star power in here.
1: Right. It's, it's just, just such a paycheck. This movie was written and greenlit lit in March of
0: 2020.
1: Okay. It's just absolutely nonsense. Um, okay, so the only thing that was interesting in your little plot description here that I cared about was what an interesting concept. Everybody has to be locked down. And if you're immune, you have an option. You're not forced, but you could be a courier, a a delivery boy, if you will. And you travel around the city delivering goods to people. Okay, let the story be about that. And that courier struggle. This movie has like six different plot points. It doesn't know where to go. Okay. It's crazy, don't you think? This is a a movie where there are
0: a couple different storylines going on at once. Some of them intersect. Some of them... Well, I guess they all do. They all connect in one way or another, yes. Um, Albeit um, not as intense as some others, but they are all in one way kind of related. But it's not like the chain effect that you would get in something like... um, what the hell is a, like a, like a crash or like a or like a rock and roller or some guy Ritchie type esque type of thing? You know, where every every storyline comes crumbling down at the end. This is just kind of like a ripple. Um, Why yeah. do I
1: feel like you like this movie? I feel like you like this movie. I'm not championing this this movie here. There there was a lot
0: wrong with it, and a lot. <laughs> there are a few things wrong with it, but I will say that it's not the worst movie that I've I've seen. But then again, I did watch this. And I'm going to compare it to Stowaway, and that movie pissed me off a lot more than this one. So maybe comparatively, and uh, I'm giving this movie a little bit more credit just because it took some of the bad taste out of my mouth compared to the
1: other. Okay, okay so this is where – I've not seen Stowaway, but this is where I think you're going to be on my side. There is tremendous amounts of horrible writing in this movie. For one, the lovers, right? you got, you got Nico, and then and then what's the fucking chick's name that he's in love with? Uh, hold on, let me pull it up May. here. No, it's not May. It's Sarah. 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 Okay. So I'm looking at the poster right now, and the poster is they are, they're on the other side of a door, right? Let that be the story. He's immune. She's never going to be immune. She could be infected anytime. They love each other. He can't get to her. That doesn't fucking happen. I mean, it's 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 so lazy writing, Eric. Okay, so Sarah is taking care of uh, what's it, like a neat like a not a not a grandma. She's taking care of an elderly woman, right?
0: Yeah, she her, her yeah Grammy, her
1: uh, Lita. I think it's was what what it, it Lita Lita, but is is that her grandma? Uh, Mdb has Grammy slash Lita. That's okay, where her credit is at. All right, sign. So grandma, she's taking care of her grandma. And out of nowhere, for no explanation at all, her grandma starts to cough up a lung, and boom, she has COVID-23. And she's not infected at all. So it's like, okay, so she's going to be immune, and these two are Adam and Eve. That's exactly what they're going for. Um, and then you got the long-haired guy who's in charge of the Department of Sanitation. I have seen that actor in a lot of movies. He's in a lot of Michael Bay movies. Peter Stor- Storm-
0: Stormare? Is that his, uh, his name? He's been in like Peter Const- Stormare.
1: Constantine,
0: Fargo, Brothers Grimm, like Armageddon. He's Sad he plays, voice. yeah, he plays your typical
1: right no good villain. And have him be the head of the Department of Sanitation and be this evil organization doesn't make any goddamn sense. Especially towards the end of the movie where he explains his actions and his backstory to Nico. Oh, I was just a trash man, but then everybody started to die, so I became the head of the Department of Sanitation. Okay. So your job is to do what? To have trucks driving around in hazmat suits? Are you employed by the government? Are you not employed by the government? Are you a militia group? What the fuck are you?
0: Yeah, there's a lot of unanswered questions here. Uh, for one, is how do they discover and confirm immunity? It, it's it's it can't just be like oh you are around people and you don't have it, so that must mean. That you that you are immune. There has to be some further sort of confirmation in order to get the the wrist bracelet. At least I well, can't I think, imagine that Nico was just like mailed one because he he was still up and about running around. Like there had to have been some, you know, you know what I mean. Like some step to to get a bracelet. I think it's the Q
1: zone, and that's a big misstep in this movie for not showing us the 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 fucking Q zone. What they do is they have a fucking drone. Going around on uh, going a bird's eye view of the Q zone looks like you know, um, I just saw Scarface recently on TV, so it looks like one of those little Havana little towns under the bridge. In yeah, Scarface, uh, but they don't actually show us the Q zones, we don't go inside of it. I think that's what happens. I think that you know, she, I mean, she would have got thrown into it. Okay, let's just say that Nico never saved her, right? She gets thrown into the Q zone expecting to be dead, because once you're exposed to this thing, you have 24 hours to live, and that's it. And then after she surpasses that, they'll be like, oh, hey, guess what? You're still alive. You must be immune, so here's your bracelet. Go do what you want to do with life. See you later. Because we don't know how Nico got it. Again, lazy writing.
0: Yeah. Um, The other characters introduced is that Demi Moore is married to Bradley Whitford. They have a child. They're living... (sighs) Lavishly <sighs> in a house in the hills, um, they have some sort of side business going on that's established early, and they're talking big money. A right. other characters that uh, are introduced are the influencer YouTuber, uh, side prostitute May. Uh, May, as the as uh, played by Alexandria um,
1: Dada- Daddario. 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 Yeah, we reviewed her in Texas Chainsaw 3D.
0: Yeah, I. I mean, I have a crush on her. And then uh, the other one uh, is the uh, the employee of Craig Robinson, another employee of Craig Robinson, it's Lester, um, is the the drone controller, right? Um, the guy who plays, oh, Dozer. What the hell? I can't pull up his name right now. But he's been in a lot of stuff recently. Most Oh, here it is. Paul Walter Hausen, uh, man. He's been in Black Klansman, Itania, um, whatever that movie
1: uh, about Richard Jewell was. Well, he's shitty in this movie. He didn't really have much to do in this movie. Why was he in this movie? Cut him. There was no reason for this character at all. He he was the savior
0: at at the end. He was written in just for that, and maybe even a little bit of star power too, just because you know this guy's. He's got. He's working. He's got a track record, man. He's 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 going. You know, whether you like him or not, he's 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 working. But yeah, I agree. The character didn't seemed to it almost like that character
1: and Craig Robinson's character could have been the same person they could have been and then there was no reason if I was a producer cut May cut her. I'm sorry I'm sorry I love Alexander Daddario but cut her she's out she does she does nothing we find out that she's this influencer that is a singer we find out uh that Demi Moore's husband Is actually like a record producer and he promised her, you know, fucking, um, you know, stardom and shit. And then this COVID stuff happens. So he comes over every once in a while and rapes her. And like, come on. And, And then, like, you know, she's getting the boss to leave to go be with Dozer and then her car wouldn't start. Of course, her car wouldn't start. And then Dozer shoots the guy with one shot done, nothing. I, I, she's a nothing of a character. There's no arc with her whatsoever. May is horrible. Yeah,
0: it does seem a little far fetched that as someone who is an influencer and has a following, for some reason, takes a shining to the first person that donates a hundred dollars to her. Right. It uh, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. And yeah, a lot, no. a lot of the, the the characters with each other, it it seems, uh, yeah, hastefully written. But at the same part i'm not trying to give this movie any any more credit than it deserves the movie was filmed in two and a half weeks
1: yeah because all they did was say hey we don't have a script so let's just let's just pull stuff out of our i mean eric i mean this is poorly produced i've seen college films better than this i mean this this doesn't make sense
0: not by your college teacher you didn't
1: no not by no no that's true but i've seen some college films that are made way better than this i mean like if you're going to go the sleaze route and the reason i'm saying the sleaze route if you're going to have a movie and and have covid 23 in it okay you want to you want to play that card because that's what's popular right now what's going on in the world go ahead but if you're going to but you got to do something something with it you cannot make a camp movie or a shit movie about 911 that just doesn't work Sure. You know what I mean? I mean, like, how would you feel if you if you put in Savor Private Ryan and it was this kind of fucking handwriting scripts? It was just it. No, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Um, yeah.
0: This script scripted and filmed entirely during the 2020 worldwide pandemic. Uh, one of the first films inspired by COVID nineteen, so this might
1: be the start of the wave here. This was supposed to be a theatrical release. I, I bet. Again, it doesn't tell me why it's called Songbird. I I don't know
0: if it's a comment to uh, May's character or if there was a reference that I missed.
1: Right, but she wasn't a big enough character to have the movie named after. I don't know why they don't COVID. I mean, like this movie is supposed to be called COVID twenty three clearly, but yeah. they probably have reluctantly to do that. Um, I just I I'm really upset with this movie, Eric, because like I, I didn't think it was going to be that great, but just to have it be a complete nonsense i mean and then to have in the middle of the film uh when lita dies and the hazmat people comes in and she's trying to figure out sarah oh, what do i do you know and she knocks out the hazmat guys like well she's gonna steal the hazmat suit it's just all of it was cliche this was like a family guy episode <laughs> just cliche after cliche so
0: to save people time here just so you know the characters established um some of them talk to each other. Some of them don't. They just seem to be kind of paired up, you know. But the conflict of of the movie is that we find Demi Moore's husband, Bradley Whitford, and her have been selling uh, counterfeit immunity bands to the elite for an exorbitant price. 150k, I think, is what the the price mm-hmm. is per wristband. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they can obviously make it for you, and it's shipped by Nico unknowingly to wherever it needs to go. And that's how they get their passes here. Um, upon the drama of Lita finding out that she is positive and the danger that Sarah and Lita might be taken away to the Q zone, Nico acts fast, gets a hint that he might be able to score some immunity bans, tries to get some for Sarah and Lita, or Sarah and I don't know, how, how many he can get, so that he can get them out of here in safe passage. And that's that's where that is as well too. Um, at the same part, what do, uh, Bradley Whitford is um, kind of playing risk by going outside and, and uh, against orders to try to bang his uh, well, his victim, I guess you want to call her. That's really what she seems like there against her will and everything else. As she may vents about this to the remote controlled and uh, paraplegic Michael Dozer on this, who then works for Craig Robinson uh, in the same company that Nico works for. So we a, a nice little circle right here, uh, where it all comes crashing down in in one night. Right, as, so as time they- is uh, racing against the time to try to get uh, Sarah uh, to safety before the what the waste management team comes in and their hazmat suits and take them away.
1: Right which is ridiculous that it's that's department of sanitation um so everybody's immune besides lita that's my interpretation of it and first of all let's go with what's what's let's go with demi moore and her husband how do they know how to make counterfeit with uh, you know immune wristbands is she a software engineer that created it? Is he a software engineer created How do they know to do this? Just because you have a silver briefcase with a built-in laptop and a bunch of fucking yellow wristbands doesn't mean you know what the fuck you're doing. Like, Again, this is ridiculous.
0: A lot of parts of this movie are, are pretty much kind of the same pace where it's just assumed that that these people have an in or they just know or, you know, there there's no pretense. You're just automatically... As, believed to be like this is where it is it's it's almost like this movie started like halfway through another movie you know like where it skips the whole part where they explained everything
1: i mean like i mean this would be a great episode in a series uh but for this to be a movie i mean like this i don't say this this often especially in the history of movie guys podcast this movie insults me (laughs) it really does Well, the critics agree with you both uh reviewers and critic alike it's got really poor reviews of course it does it's poorly filmed it's michael bay so right there ding 75 points off the major scale right there uh it poorly acted uh everybody was clearly here for a paycheck oh there's covid all right i'll do this movie for a paycheck I mean, you could tell that this movie was filmed with people not around each other. It's, it's crazy. You're very uh, right. It was it was uncomfortable to watch, not because of a good reason to be uncomfortable. It was uncomfortable because it's like these actors, I feel, have a conscience, and I feel every single actor on screen, probably the main ones, because the other ones, they're just happy to get a paycheck. We're like, gosh, should I really be doing this right now? Maybe I should just be with my family and not making a movie about COVID. Maybe. I feel guilty about this. Oh, well, there's a zero added to it? Okay, let's go. A reminder
0: to everyone listening that this was my idea to watch this movie.
1: No, no, that's fine. Because you know, I, that, <laughs> <laughs> I find this makes it fun because you wanted my reaction. And my reaction is just pure, just pure utter disgust, anger, I'm insulted that this movie can be made. Not because of sensitivity issues of COVID. Just because you are going to go that route, so do something with it. Don't give the devil a lap dance. You know what I mean? Like, just, just yeah. be, be creative. Don't do it just to do it, and no other reasons just to do it. It's just I'm just disgusted. Like this is ridiculous.
0: Well, call me by your name, Jordan. I, I'm trying to make more little Nas X references for you.
1: I just keep on going back to that prick just because when things upset me, it's just like anyway. And of course, they bat. It, of course, the end of it's bad too. Where he's like. Where like Nico gets the uh, gets the wristband illegally or whatever from Demi Moore, and he goes to save Sarah, and he's like, "Wait, no, she's immune because none of the officers or the military guys saw him put the wristband around her wrist. Clearly not, right?" And they're like, "Oh my God, that's her wristband. She is immune." And they do a little computer test, they're like, "Oh, sorry that we were gonna kill you." Checks out. See you later. Checks out. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's like, and okay, they make
0: so- out and have a moment in front of the Q zone. while all the guards to stand there and watch
1: Just stand there and watch like, oh, okay, just carry on. And the movie ends with 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 Nico and Sarah on his motorcycle going up the coast for. I mean, sure, I guess. And then it ends with Craig Robinson getting a counterfeit wristband, which how in the hell did he get a counterfeit wristband? Demi Moore only made the one. So now, since Nico saw Demi Moore do the wristband, now he knows how to do it too, right? That's that's what it's telling me.
0: Again, a lot of, a lot of presumption in this movie, and it might as well just go with that.
1: It's bullshit.
0: <laughs> it's, uh, I, again, this might be a trend. This might be first of many. I thought this was relevant just because, again, this is the start of a COVID movie trend that we might be seeing. So get it out of the way now because we might be comparing this to others. And of course, during the pandemic, we were reviewing all the other movies like Outbreak and um, well, whatever else, The Stand or something.
1: No, Outbreak and I Am Legend. But but oh, I Am Legend. Yeah, that's right. Before we get our popcorn rating, this is this is my end all on what you just said. Though I don't think this is going to be a trend because since this is the start of it, I don't think people like this. Clearly, we can see it online. I don't think. Hollywood is so stupid that they're how just stupid get, are they? Well, they just give people what they want. Hence franchises. They never are original. And when they have something original, they build a franchise on it and they destroy that, a la Robocop and Alien and Terminator and so on and so forth. So they're clearly seeing right now. Oh, I don't think a COVID movie is probably a good idea. Yeah, you're right. Because when 9/11 happened, a year later they didn't make a 9/11 movie. Give it some time, asshole. <laughs> you know, like Jesus Christ. Give it give it ten years. Give it time you know? for the
0: actual COVID twenty three to be released, please. Right.
1: Just give it some time. And this whole idea is just complete nonsense. How are people living? I mean, let's get into our popcorn ratings so I can go on my rant. So do you want me to go first or you want to go first for a popcorn rating? Let's, I mean, I, I
0: think you've already said most of what you what you wanted yeah. there. Uh writer director Adam Mason did this, Fuck right. Yeah. He's
1: done nothing. I don't think he's done anything. Nothing. He's, he's done absolutely nothing, and he will do absolutely nothing after this. Uh, a lot of people should get their SAG cards revoked for doing this. This is just absolute <laughs> garbage. I would rather fucking watch G. Lee and movie, what, number 43 or whatever, like than, than to see this shit. I would rather watch Jersey Girl 16 times in a row before I've seen this again. This, this is utter dog shit. It is... Poorly acted, poorly written, poorly directed, poorly lighting. Uh, There's no cinematography with it at all. This is definitely a cash cow fucking movie. This is people that are like, oh, God, should I actually do this or not? Give me a paycheck. Okay, fine. Fuck it. Uh, To have this this nonsense of COVID-23 and how everything is destroyed and you get it, you die within 24 hours, but we follow every single person that's immune besides one old woman, which is ridiculous. That means the stakes are not high. Nobody dies in this movie that we follow, but the grandma, and that's it. Bradley Whitford.
0: Well, gets okay. shot in the back of the head, and then sure. no, and then nothing okay. happens after that. He no, gets shot yeah. in front of the hotel, and the chick goes back into the hotel as if nothing happened.
1: Right, it's 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 absolute craziness. Hate this movie. Um, I don't I don't remember if I have reviewed worse this year. But you heard it here, first, uh, first fans, for the Movie Guys Awards in December of this year. This will definitely be nominated for Worst Film of the Year. This is dog shit. Just, zero, just no bag. So a large just, bag? Or, oh, no bag. <laughs> just a no bag. Please tell me you're going to give this no bag. What's your popcorn rating? Jesus, a no bag is ridiculous. This movie had
0: moments. And no, I did it. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. This movie had moments uh, to me, but it didn't miss a, a whole lot. I agree with you completely that it makes... Mixed- it missed a, a wrong direction. It went completely away where it shouldn't. Characters were put in here that really shouldn't didn't need to be, other than just to have some star power, but you could have put them in other roles. I would have liked to have this movie rated R and seen more in the Q-Zone. I think we would have more of a sci-fi thriller then. It's dubbed a drama sci-fi thriller. It really didn't feel so much uh, to be more of a thriller. It seemed just more like a, like a drama done in... Less than an hour and a half. Hour twenty-four is what the runtime on this one is. It's a it's a quick movie. It would have been cool to maybe see a Songbird like in a six-part miniseries or something like that and explore more of the world. We did not get much of much of the world. It wanted to explore the characters and we didn't get much of the characters. Yep. Everything was uh, presumptuous and we just ha- were led to assume that this is kind of what it was. No one had any consequence from from any of their actions besides Bradley Whitford, um, who was doing careless stuff already. And that should be on on him. So that was just kind of... It, it just seemed... Um, uh, like, just off, you know? If someone's going to be playing that careful of a role and to be that careless and so angry because the girl's just like, why won't you sleep with me? I'm going to come over there right now and you're going to sleep with me. It's like that just seems such like a flawed character design because you've been deep in this already. You know consequences and you've been counterfeiting, you know bracelets, it, it just uh, didn't make a whole lot of sense. But if that's the reason why those other two characters existed, it, it could have been a different direction. Uh, the Sarah Lita, I don't think it was Sarah's fault, but yeah, a lot of the the science that went behind the whole Lita thing and, and I, I really do think that I will compare them to the to Nazi Gestapo. They were hunting down people and taking them to concentration camps. Uh, loose as it is, but the comparison is is made, Jordan. Um, but, geez, I, it's good to, to hear how low the bar can go with you. I'm, I'm happy for that. Is this a movie that I would recommend? No, probably not. Is it a movie that I would see again? No, most certainly not. Am I disappointed that I saw it? No, I, I, I'm not. It was a quick movie. It was um, something that you watch kind of during a weekday when you have done else to watch. Again, I think we're going to see more movies like this. If they can do it better, then this it will make this movie worse. And and I would and I would be open to watching that with more star power. This movie would not have lasted in the theaters. This movie would have not have survived in anything but video on demand. So oh yeah, it found this its movie, platform. Yeah. yeah, it found its platform on a, on a Hulu, which is where it's streaming now. And I don't think it would uh, survive much longer. Um, and that's about it i give this a small bag i am not gonna give it a no bag because again there there were moments in and i have seen worse um but it's it's not anything that uh i after this podcast i don't see myself talking about it again
1: no yeah i mean like i guarantee if somebody ever comes up to me and goes what songbird it's my first thing is you've actually heard of that like (laughs) I, i just well good luck bud because i've seen this piece of shit uh, you know what this movie is? And I'll end, in a note. I'll end it on this one. This movie reminds me of a really, really horrible alien invasion movie called Skyline. They made a couple sequels. I know exactly what you're
0: talking about. And that's actually pretty on point.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what this is. It's just a no-nonsense movie with no characters, no plot, no struggle, no redemption. You know, your typical elements in an A to B fucking storyline. Um, well, yeah, because a lot of the things are just said to
0: excuse the other thing. You know, Craig Robinson going, well, you're my best employee, Nico, and so I'll do what I need to do to, to make you happy type of thing. That's silly. It's, there's liabilities in there. There's parts where um, the, the, the garbage man character, whatever the hell you want to call him, uh, Emmett is his name, uh, the, the, the antagonist, Peter S- Stormare or whatever, was just like in places. And like, how uh, why are you there? How did you get there? What are you doing there? Right. He just happened to kind of be there because he's he's the villain, and he would just attack for, and like do things for really recklessly, much like a lot of the other characters in this movie. And it's just like, why you got this far? Are we supposed to believe that this is now like end of times apocalypse where people just don't give a shit about rules anymore because it, you don't bring that. You know, the movie doesn't say that, you know, no. it, it, it it's, it's starting off as a love story. And then it goes into this, this part where it's like lawless West.
1: And it's like, it, you're telling me that there's no such thing as police anymore. Right. No, hundred percent agree what I would have done. And here, here, Hollywood, this is, this is a little bit of free storyline for you. And I know Eric is my friend, everybody, but I know he will agree with me on this regardless if he was my friend or not. This is how you make this movie. It's a virtual world like it is in this movie. Boy lives in California. Girl lives in New York City. They love each other. All of a sudden, you know, he's a courier, all that stupid bullshit. This is how you make a good, legitimate COVID kind of movie. She messaged him, video chat, and says, I'm dying. Well, we establish that this virus you die within like a week of having it. Like there's like a 90% like you're uh, not going to survive. I think survive. said
0: 48 hours, not to, not to talk over right. it directly. No, I'm like, yeah, 48 oh, hours. Oh, but, you're, but you're, saying you just, that. you're saying just time limit. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. You, you just changed that. So then the rest of the movie, going off of this poster, look at this poster and tell me this doesn't make sense. The rest of the movie is a cross-country travel movie, him trying to get to the girl, risking it all to see her one more time face to face before she dies because there's no cure. That's your movie. That's your story. Mad Max that shit in a in a different kind of way. But have a fucking like cross country story. Have a meet other characters. I mean, to just to to make it a love story. And then he gets there at the door and she's on her last breath and he can't get her. It's it's over with. It's done. Boom. That's your fucking movie, Hollywood. Congratulations, you fucked up. Now pay me royalties. Yeah, they Tell could me have... you want to see that movie, Eric. That's well, they, uh, dec- Jordan, uh, they could have gone many different directions. Oh, my God. Just, oh, my God. Like, it seems, like, uh, again,
0: as I'm scrolling down here, that most people are kind of in the same, same review house. Um, that they wanted it to be more, but it ended up to be less. Is that the fault of the movie or expectation? Um, that's for you, the listener, to decide.
1: Right, and anytime you guys see that Michael Bay's name is attached, run away, burn it, send it to hell. So, <laughs> thank you so much for everybody for listening. We'll be back next week for another awesome episode of Movie Guys Podcast. Like always, check us out on social media platform, also on Movie Guys Podbean, MovieGuys.Podbean.com, and also wherever you get your podcast from. Download us on those platforms. Anyway, have a good night. Thank you.